This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Awesome. Welcome to 2019. Can you believe it? <laughs> Time flies. Just can't believe it. 13th, what is the 13th of January already. January is almost past, and we haven't started yet. Okay, but I believe, I believe it's going to be a good year. I believe it's going to be a great year. Uh, I, I, I was praying over the, over the holidays, and I just felt the Holy Spirit just dropped this into my heart, that this is going to be a year of miracles. And, and it stirred my faith. It's like, okay, come on. So it's, a, it's like God is inviting us to, to release his power and his faithfulness into our lives. So I want to share a bit about that. So we start today, Spirit Lead Me, for three Sundays. We're going to share about how you and I can sync with the Holy Spirit and be led by the Holy Spirit. Because that's the key. If you want to see miracles in your life, if you want to see God move on your behalf, the key is to be led by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So I want to pray for us and uh, trusting that God, the Holy Spirit, is going to, going to, that we're going to draw near to the Lord in our hearts this morning. That you're, going to, you're going to be aware of his presence and hear his voice. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you for inviting us to access a miraculous 2019. And so, Lord, we pray for each and every one of us, Lord, that you'd lead us into that place of intimacy with your Holy Spirit. God, our hearts cries, Spirit, lead me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, God, we pray that your word will come alive this morning to each one of us. We pray that faith will be unlocked and that we would access the fullness of God in Jesus' name. Amen. So there's a few reasons why, I, I can think of three that I'm going to share. Three reasons why you want to be spirit-led. There's a whole lot of other reasons, but there's three that I can think of now. The first one is guidance. Come on, say guidance. So 2019 is like a minefield. It's a minefield. It's waiting for you to walk onto a mine and blow up. Unless you know the one who can lead you in between the mines, the relational minefields, the um, business minefields. Maybe you're wanting to uh, feel like, man, this deal looks brilliant. You want to, you want, you, you feel you need to do it, and yet you have a check in your spirit where you feel the Holy Spirit saying, "No, don't do it. That's not. It looks good, but it's not." Or maybe. Uh, there's a, there's something coming towards you and it looks really, really risky and you really shouldn't do it. But somehow the Holy Spirit is saying, go for it. It's going to work. Imagine you and I in tune with the Holy Spirit every moment of the day. Imagine you have someone next to you that could guide you and lead you through that minefield. Because 2019, there's a lot of stuff going to happen. And my heart's cries, Lord, I want to sidestep it. <laughs> I want to sidestep it. I want to know where I should not be involved. Lord, I want to, I want to know where I should be involved. Lord, I want, to, I want to hear your voice that you may lead me into your perfect will. Now, what if you and I could be led by God every step? 
You see, when you are spirit-led, every step becomes a miracle. Naturally supernatural. It might not even feel supernatural, but every step becomes a miracle. But then we need to be spirit-led. So some years ago, uh, probably 15, 16 years ago, Sonic and I was relatively young, married, and uh, we went to Corey Croft to go and buy our own couches. We've been borrowing couches for the previous year or two. We didn't have our own. So we went to Corey Croft in Cape Town somewhere, and uh, in the end we decided on it's either these couches or those couches, same price, sort of the same color, everything's the same except the one set is bigger. And I couldn't make up my mind. Now, this is like really random, eh? This is not like, I'm just like, so I'm sitting on the, 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 the one set of couches. I'm thinking, man, maybe I should ask the Holy Spirit. Just include him in anything. And I, I didn't really expect to hear anything. I was like, just, Holy Spirit, what do you think? And I was blown away because then I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit whisper on the inside saying, take the smaller couches. I was like, I think God just spoke to me about couches. <laughs> I can't believe it. And then I told Sonica, I really feel we need to go for the smaller couch. I don't know why, but let's do the smaller ones. So we're living in a flat and it takes about six weeks to manufacture it or something. And then on the day that they delivered it, we realized why. We barely got the small ones through the front door. <laughs> We're like a, a one level up. There was no way the other couches would have gotten into the flat. I was like, thank you, Lord. You are faithful. And it's something small. But I tell you, God wants to get involved in every area of your life. You see, the Holy Spirit is a genius. He's brilliant. He knows everything. He's the best in everything. He's the best surfer. He's the best graphic designer. He's the best businessman in the world. He, he's the best mommy ever, best dad ever. He knows everything. And he has the solution to whatever you might be facing. He has the solution. But we need to open the door so that we would hear his voice. And that's the question. How do you and I position ourselves so that we can hear his voice. Well, a good starting point is, is to be aware that he wants to. God wants to lead you. He wants to whisper. And how he speaks is, you see, when God lives on the inside of you, when you commit your life to Christ, he comes and lives on the inside of you through the Holy Spirit, and then he speaks from the inside. You like hear a voice. No, you're not crazy, necessarily. If you're hearing too many voices, yes, we need to pray for you. But you discern over time, that was not my own voice. That was the voice of God. He wants to lead you. So being spirit-led, every step is a miracle. Guidance in 2019. The second reason why you want to be spirit-led is because the Holy Spirit reveals to you the fire power button. It's like on a nuclear sub, there's a button. Press that button with some authorization from head office, and boom. So if, if you want to experience the power of God in your life, to see scenarios change, you need guidance from the Holy Spirit. And there are different levels that this works. It can really feel so natural and simple, something small, 
but it just opens the way for God's kingdom to come. So over the holidays, we were at Sonica's parents, and uh, it was her dad's birthday, and we were having coffee on the deck, coffee and tea on the deck, and we were chatting, and we already asked them, Mom, Dad, may we pray for you? It's your birthday. We want to pray for you. We come from a traditional church, so they're not so in tune with the ways of the Spirit, but we want to expose them as much as often to it. So anyway, so while we were sitting there, Sonica just felt, in her spirit, why not do like a affirmation session with her dad right now? So what that means is basically, um, think of three things that you value about dad. So Vian, our son, was there. It was me, Sonica, and her mom. And then she said, hey, how about us just sort of sharing with dad what do we appreciate about him? And she felt like the Holy Spirit tug in her heart, say, do this. And and we are quite used to this. Most other people are not used to this. But so we, we went for it. And I shared a few things. Vian shared a few things. Sonica shared a few things. And it was amazing to see suddenly God was there. Suddenly her dad was teary-eyed and felt loved and valued. It was just such a moment. It was something so small, but it was so powerful. It just opened the way for us to, to pray and to communicate to them, guys, we might have different church traditions here, but we value who you are and we value where you come from. So Sonica actually, she went to dad's uh, to their church, her, her mom plays the organ in the in the Dutch Reformed Church there in the Reebok. And her dad asked Sonica to play the recorder, the block flate. Dif- that's quite different. Block flate, the recorder. And and it was like, she doesn't really want to, but she really felt that she wants to communicate to her dad, who's 71, 72, 71 around there now, and we don't know how long time we still got, but she wants to fulfill his heart's desire. In the church, in front of everybody, play the recorder with the organ, and we are going to communicate, guys, we value what you do, we respect you, and it's just incredible how hearts open up. But that's part of being spirit-led. It's just a gentle tug. On the inside, it's rarely an angel that appears to you and ta-da. It is mostly a very gentle sense you have on the inside. Try this. You see, God has the key to every heart. He knows how to unlock every heart. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to unlock hearts. Okay, so the reason why do we want to be spirit-led? Guidance, supernatural guidance for 2019. The Holy Spirit's a genius. Secondly, to get that fire power button, to release the power of God into any situation, we need to be spirit-led. And then thirdly, and I'll read this, Romans 8, verse 14. It says, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. The mature The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Those who are led by the Holy Spirit. Those who do not lean into their fleshly nature, but who lean into the Holy Spirit and who are led by the Holy Spirit. You see, even the Word of God, you cannot understand the Bible without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. So the the Word of God was written by the Holy Spirit through people. And if you want to understand it, you need to say, Holy Spirit, come. 
I often tell people, especially when they just come to Jesus, they commit their life to Christ, I tell them, go read the book of John, the fourth book in the New Testament, and then before you read it, pray and say, Holy Spirit, show me Jesus. Come on, let's trace, let's practice. Say, Holy Spirit, show me Jesus. Amen. So you need to partner with the Holy Spirit. For some of us, the Bible is a dead, boring book. It's not supposed to be that. It should blow your mind every time as you partner with the Holy Spirit, being Spirit-led. In this verse, Acts 17, that for me explains or reveals the Spirit-filled, the Spirit-led life so beautifully. Acts 17, 27, where Paul the Apostle, he goes to preach uh, and uh, certain parts of the of of uh, that area there. Um, and then he says, in part of his message, he says, so that they, it's like he explains how God has set things up, and he says, so that they should seek the Lord. That's how God has designed the kingdom. He has set it up in a way that you and I should seek him. Seek that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. Come on, let's say it. In him we live, we move, and we have our being. But the first part of that verse, of of verse 27 says, so that they should seek the Lord. You and I are invited by God to seek him. It's like this week now of fasting and praying. If you don't pray while fasting, you're probably just starving. You're, You're wasting your time. It's about setting aside your time so that you can draw near to God. You see, fasting is part of letting go of the things of this world, of this realm, so that we may take hold of the things of heaven. When you are so bound by the things of this world, so full of the things of the world, it's hard to hear the voice of heaven. Because of all the noise. But when you fast, you're saying, I'm I'm shutting down Facebook for a week. I'm shutting down all these other distractions for this week and news and whatever. You know, let's hear what God says about our environment, about our future, about this year. You need to seek. And then it says you need to grow up. You need to like reach forth. In other words, you need to press in a little bit. It doesn't just fall into your lap just by, by the way. Rarely does. Sometimes you have to press in. You have to pursue. You have to sacrifice a little bit. You see, the kingdom of God is for free, but it's not cheap. <laughs> you know, it costs you something. You can have all of God for free, but it costs you something to say, man, I'm going to, I'm going to not eat breakfast for this week at least or whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to cut something out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to set something aside. And during that time or that lunch time, I'm going to be praying. I'm going to spend time in God's word. I'm going to seek his face. You see, you need to reach forth to access. And now the good news is he says there, and you will find him though he is not far from each one of us. God is so close. I want to stir your faith. He is so close. He is just, 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 a, he's, he is a whisper away. He is a breath away. You must, you, you must just turn your heart to him. Become aware of his presence. Silence the noise. Turn your heart to him and say, God, what are, what are you thinking? What, what is your plan for this week? God, what are you doing today? I so want to partner with you. I know things happen when wherever you are working, God, that's where things happen. God, what are you doing in my workplace? What are you wanting to do in our home? How do you respond to the challenges 
of your life. I was so blessed with Vian, 10 years old. He said to me this morning, he had a bad nightmare last night. So he didn't come and wake us up. He, he said to me this morning, he took his phone, put light on, took his phone. He says, his phone isn't connected. It's just like a, a music phone. And he said he put up worship music and he opened his Bible and he read in the, in the Gospels, the New Testament, he says for about an hour tonight, or say from two to three or something. And he said he had this terrible nightmare of something chasing him. And then he was listening to the worship music and as he was reading the, the, the word of God, he just felt the peace of God coming to him. Now he doesn't do that every day. Okay, so don't be too impressed. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to get him to do it daily. As a lifestyle thing. So I said to him this morning, why not every morning, Vian? <laughs> but he knows when the chips are down, worship music, Bible, pray. How do you respond? Do you just freak out? Ah, or do you freak up? Jesus! I'm going to patent that. Let's freak up. <laughs> Turn your heart, your mind, your everything to the Lord. Instead of being overwhelmed with your circumstance or whatever's happening, just turn to him, allow his peace and his joy to flood in. And he says, he says they come seek me. That's what he's inviting us. He's not far from each one of us. But then it's so beautiful. It says, for in him we live. There's a place called in him. Every day, every morning when you get up, you unfortunately, is, you're no longer in him. I don't know how this works. I think we slide out overnight. I don't know. But we tend to end up in the morning not being in him anymore. And now you need to take up your place again in him. Because in him, we come alive. In him, we find peace and joy. In him, we find creativity and inspiration for the day ahead or for the week or for the year. In him, life flows. There's a position that you and I need to take up if we want to be spirit-led. Come on, say in him. In him, there's a place in the spirit where you and I must go every day, every day, every day. And some of us, what we're doing, there's this passageway you need to walk down to be in him. And you start off with, say, a 50-meter passageway. You're like one meter on your way to the, thank you, Jesus, that was a nice 10 minutes, goodbye, you know. And you're not in him yet. You're on your way to in him. But there's a bit of a process that often needs to happen before you say, hmm, Yes, now I am in him. Because in him, we live. In him, we move. This is being spirit-led. First you need to be in him, you come alive, and then you must be in him to move, to know what you need to do, when you need to do it. So uh, we had our our encounter three, heart encounter last year in my group. Um, we, We At some point during the weekend, we pray for, for, for each one. And so we're praying for this one guy. And then I saw a vision of a crossroads. And then I just felt suddenly like, whoa, this is like a tense word. I felt the Holy Spirit is saying, if you don't listen to what he's saying to you right now in terms of this crossroads where you are at, you're going to waste the next 10 years of your life. I didn't know that he's a crossroads. I thought he was going to be in East London for forever. And then he said to me, you won't believe this, but I just received an offer to move to Joburg. The money is great. But he actually realized then the Lord is saying, no, don't, not, don't, don't, don't take that road. There's another road. So he prayed about it, decided to stay in East London. And then the Lord opened a door for him to work. I work at a church. 
and to do what he loves and to write music. And, but he would have wasted 10 years of his life just following the money. Don't follow the money. Follow Jesus. I see this so often. People like, oh, I'm just so tired of East London. I want to go somewhere. And then they go somewhere. Willy-nilly, just go. And then what? I want to come back. It was so nice. It's not greener on the other side. You see, the will of God is the best place in the world. The safest place in the world. You want to be in the will of God. Allow him to lead you. In him we live. In him we move. And in him we have our being. What does it mean? When you are in the spirit, when you're in that place, in him, it's like you discover who you really are. You, 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 you find out how loved you are. You find out who God has destined you to be. You discover that you are a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And then boldness comes upon you. You have your being in Him. You find your existence in Him. You find your true identity and destiny in Him. But then how, how does it work? It's not like necessarily God's going to give you the whole picture at the start. It gives you little bit by little bit. Take up your place every day and follow him. And as you follow him, he begins to unlock more and more and more to you. In him. Come on, say in him. We have our being. You come alive. Come on, let's this year be spirit-led. Let's be in the spirit and be spirit-led every moment of the day. That's what God wants to do. When we are spirit-led, Every step becomes a miracle. It feels natural, but every step, it's supernatural, but it feels natural. John 6, 63, it says, it is the Spirit who gives life. Again, why do you want to be Spirit-led? Why do you want to be in the Spirit? Because it's the Spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The flesh profits nothing. Our abilities, our works achieve nothing. It was beautiful this morning in the prayer meeting. Someone felt this word that God has not called us to work for him, but to work with him. He's not calling us to work for him. He's calling us to work with him. That is being spirit-led. That is being, and then it's fun. It's joyful. It's beautiful. Are you spirit-led? And then it says, and the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Now, this is when it gets really exciting. There's like natural, it almost feels like your own thoughts, guidance. And then there's like the exceptional, you know this wasn't you. And you release the word of God that brings life to somebody else. That's when it really gets exciting. You know, some years ago, I was praying for a lady in Cape Town. She's a, a, a minister, a church leader. And she shared with me, every time she worships, she feels this coldness come over her, like a a coldness on her soul, a darkness on her soul. And I said, well, let's pray. And so as I was praying for her, I felt the Holy Spirit whisper in my, in my heart, say to me, she was raped. And I'm like, hmm, okay, Lord, so what are you saying? And then the Lord gave me a prophetic word for her, basically saying, you are not a victim of what other people have done to you. 
I am able to turn any bad thing for good. Something along those lines, I prophesied over her. And the, the Spirit of God came upon her, and she felt such liberty, such freedom. She was just bawling and set free. And shared with me she was raped by a family member years ago. That is exciting. That is not my thoughts. That is the Holy Spirit coming to unlock a heart and bringing freedom to somebody. It is, I tell you, if you, you want to come alive, you want to feel, yes, you know, I'm alive. Is to have the Holy Spirit work through you to touch somebody else. It is so special. In one moment, God can use you to set somebody free for life. It's incredible. But the, 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 the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So if, if our words are spirit-led, they release life to others. It is so special. So I'm going to just take you to a story to end off with this, this morning. I'm going to take you to, to the account of Jesus walking on water and then Peter being invited to walk on water as well. So I want to highlight a few things about being spirit-led from the story. Matthew 14, verse 24. It says, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. They were rowing in the boat. They were far away from land. For a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. Okay, now that sounds like the average Christian. Story of the average Christian. They were in trouble. With strong headwinds and fighting heavy waves. That's the average Christian. Jesus is not even in the boat. He's on the land. They're freaking out. It's the middle of the night. They've been rowing right through the night. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning now already. They're not winning. They're trying in their own ability. And then, verse 25, about 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them. Don't you love that? I want to say to you, even though you might be struggling this year with whatever, Jesus is walking towards you. God is on his way to you. He's drawing near to you. He's saying, hey, can I help with that? He's drawing near. Don't doubt that for a moment when we're in that boat and we're rowing and it's dark and the storm is, the waves, and there's, then we want to freak out. God, where are you? He's walking towards you. He's moving closer. He's coming to help. He is so faithful. He loves you more than you can imagine. And he's drawing near. And then it says there, and Jesus came toward them walking on the water. And now, now Jesus was revealing to his disciples that he is the Lord over nature, that he is God. He came to reveal his majesty to his disciples. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. Again, every believer, they were terrified. <laughs> In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. Now, I was praying over this. And I feel that some, there are some believers, because of our church tradition, we are immunized from the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We are indoctrinated that when anything comes about the fullness of the Holy Spirit, we run the other way. Because we are terrified. Of the, of the Holy Spirit. There are so many people that are terrified of the Holy Spirit. So you're terrified of God and you're running away from God. You're running away from the one that's going to help you and be there for you and give you the solutions for 2019. Don't run away. Run to. Run to Him. Don't be afraid of the things of the Spirit. Say, God, give me more. 
trust Him. He's never going to give you something that will be bad for you. His Holy Spirit is His most precious gift because it's God giving Himself to you. It's incredible. It is incredible when God comes and lives on the inside of us through His Holy Spirit. And in fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. No, no, no. It was the Holy Ghost working through Jesus. It was the Holy Ghost empowering Jesus to walk on water. But Jesus spoke to them and said at once, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. I I love that. Don't be afraid about 2019. Don't be afraid. Take courage. Why? Because I am. They say you can translate that just as I am. I am. That's how God revealed himself to Moses at the, at the burning bush. He said to Moses, Moses, go tell Pharaoh, I am sent you. He is the I am. He is the all-sufficient one. He's the all-knowing one. He's the one who is able to do anything at any time. He is incredible. He's the one who, who reigns over nature. I am Lord. He is the one that can break natural laws and cause miracles to come. I reign I am. He's the I am who reigns over all. He is greater than sickness. I am your healer. He is greater than evil. I am your deliverer. He is greater than lack. I am your provision. He can take a few fish and bread and multiply it to feed thousands. That's who our God is. He is greater than sin. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how badly you failed. Jesus died to destroy the power of sin over us. He loved the prostitutes and the worst of the worst people of the, the Jewish society. He loved them. The adulterers and the adulteresses, the, the people who have wildly messed up. He was drawn to them. Can I say to you this morning, Jesus is drawn to you. Doesn't matter what you've done over this holidays. Doesn't matter how much you failed. Doesn't matter what your past looks like. He's drawn to you. He's walking on the waters to you to reveal to you, I am. And the I am is here. A whisper away. He wants to be to you all that you need. He is the one who reconciles broken marriages. He is the one that heals broken hearts and people that even hate one another. He reconciles. He is the one. Come on, let's say it. I am. He is the I am. It's like, I can't put in words. I am. Whatever you need in 2019, I am what you need. Just trust in him. And then it goes on. He says that don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. I want to say to you, he is here right now. And he invites us in. And then verse 28, then Peter called to him and said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. There's something I've learned. If you want to know the power of God in your life, if you want to be spirit-led, if you want God to flood into your life, 
you need to desire it with all your heart. You can't say, well, if, if God wants to. I often hear that. Well, if God wants to. He wants to, but he's not gonna. Because <laughs> you don't want it. He doesn't give his gifts to those who won't value it. We need to seek. We need to grow. We need to reach forth. We need to say, God, I so, I'm so, 2018. 2018. Lord, you know. <laughs> there and there and there and there and minefield blow-ups. It was, Lord Jesus, please, not again. Lord, I want to be led by your spirit. Spirit, lead me into truth, into life, into overcoming. Come on, let's say it, Spirit, lead me. You have to desire it. I want to encourage you with this fast and pray this week. You have to have a goal. You have to like psych yourself up. Say, Lord, I want to be led this year by you. And I know you're good. And I know you're faithful. I know you're going to bless me, God, because you want to bless me. You love me as your child, and you want me to be a blessing to others. How can you and I be a blessing to others if we are useless? Just struggling on that on the boat, rowing every night, feeling sorry for ourselves. No, he wants to bless you so you can be a blessing. He wants to launch you into living an overcoming life because goodness gracious, then why? What are we doing? You need to overcome so you can impact other lives. Amen. So Peter gets out of the boat. So if you want to be led by the Spirit, you need to step out of the boat. And I know that I often speak to people and I, the unbelief is horrific uh, in a sense how, how we've been wired to not believe that God wants to do a miracle. To be, not to believe that God wants to move powerfully. I often see, I speak, when I go speak at places and I, I talk about God's power and then somebody would come to me and say, oh, but it doesn't work like that. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to try and explain again. <laughs> you see, God wants to move powerfully, but you and I need to step out. And when you're in that little boat and you're seeing Jesus walk on the water, and you, yeah, woo, it's a long road from in the boat to outside the boat. It's a long road in our hearts and minds. It's a big step. God works powerfully for Andre, but not for me. Why would, why, you know, that, that those lies, those unbelieving thoughts, they, they, they disconnect us from the power of God. When faith is present, the kingdom comes. When faith is present, the kingdom comes. That's how it works. So I, I loved what uh, Kerry Collins said to us on, on Thursday evening. She, she shared about when we were at Shofar Wellington middle last year. We were doing a healing service there on the Sunday morning. And she said, while I was preaching, while I was sharing, she said, suddenly, Faith rose up on the inside of her. And she said, suddenly she actually believed that God would want to maybe today heal somebody. But she could feel the faith rising up and then people were mightily impacted. Your level of faith determines your level of access to the fullness of God. But you need to believe, you need to step out. So we were also over the holidays having a braai with some friends and the one lady, a, a brother was there with, with his girlfriend. I had no idea spiritually where they were at, but he was sharing about his back pain and back problems and just had an operation and, and his girlfriend had to drive all the way from Cape Town to Mossel Bay because he can't drive back pain. And, uh, and man, so now I'm sitting there, I'm like, ooh, there's somebody with back pain. I can't not pray for somebody with back pain. So now I'm strategically looking for an opportunity. So late in the evening, we just finished eating. And then I really feel in my spirit, 
I need to pray for him. So now I stand up at the table. Everybody's chatting. Now I walk over to him. I say, hi, how's your back? You know, and uh, trying to like feel here how serious is it. And then he's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it type of thing. And then I just hear the Holy Spirit saying, pray for him. It's like, may I pray for you? Man, we changed the whole atmosphere there in one moment. So everybody was standing up. And now we are going to pray for him. I have no idea his spiritual background. I later found out he's very backslid and far from the Lord, and I didn't know. Anyway, so we prayed for him, and the presence of God was there, and then the pain left him, and he tasted, and he didn't feel any pain, and a few days later, still no pain, and uh, oh, it was just beautiful. But I, I just, I just, all I had to do was just step out. God, I'm going to do it. It was a little bit awkward, but it was beautiful. <laughs> But how will we see God move if we don't step out? You see, the miracle is in God's hands. The stepping out is in ours. You need to get out of the boat. Otherwise, you're never going to walk on water. That's just how it works. Amen. Come on, let's say it. I'm going to step out. Amen. You can. Come on. Then last few verses, ending off with this. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Again, average Christian, he was terrified. Began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? So he's walking on the water. He looks away from Jesus. He looks at the waves. And, and I realize that's what we do. We, we start off fixing our eyes on Jesus. And we're, yes, church was awesome. We're doing this thing. It's going to be an awesome year. We walk out the door and we focus on all the waves. We focus on all the issues, all the challenges, and like, where's my faith? Yeah, yeah, you've, you've just given your faith away because you're looking in the wrong place. Look at Jesus. Look at his, look at his promises he's given us because he said to, to Peter, come. He's given us his word, his great and precious promises. He's given us his word. Stand upon his promises. Stand upon his word. Now Peter sings, Jesus saves him, and then Jesus says, this is so powerful. He says, you have so little faith. And then he said, why did you doubt me? Not all the translations add the me, but the New Living Translation add the me. And I think that's what it actually says. Why did you doubt me? You see, the next time you freak out, freak up. (laughs) The next time you're overwhelmed, the next time you feel afraid, the next time you feel that this isn't going to work, the next time you feel hopeless or despairing, ask yourself, why are you doubting Jesus? Think about this for a moment. Imagine your spouse or a good friend, you've been walking a road a long time, says to you, I don't trust you. Now, my wife would tell me, I don't trust you. I'm like, woman, now you are offending me. And I don't trust your word. You just talk, 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 and you don't do it. Women. (laughs) You are super offending me. My word is my bond. Where's the Bible? Hand on the Bible. I promise. You know, it's so offensive to tell somebody, I don't trust you, and I don't trust your word. But that's exactly what we do with God. Through our unbelieving thoughts and actions, we are communicating to God, Jesus, we're communicating to Jesus, I don't trust you. And I don't trust your word. 
I believe it offends God. Unbelief offends God. Because he's like, so what on earth must I do to prove to you how powerful I am, how faithful I am, how loving I am? I gave you my life on the cross. What more can I give? That means everything is yours. He loves you. He believes in you. He is faithful. Let's shoot doubt in the foot. Let's get doubts and unbelief out of our lives and choose this year to say, God, I trust you. Amen. Only he can do miracles. Only he can do powerful stuff. Let's choose to trust in him and then step out. And in that last bit of that verse, they basically just worshipped him. You really are the son of God. He really is the son of God. He really is God who became flesh. He really is the creator of heaven and earth. And he has drawn you by his Holy Spirit to himself to save you and to equip you to have a victorious life to impact the lives of others. That's what God wants to do. Amen. Come on, let's say it. I trust you, Jesus. With all my heart, fix your eyes on him. If you get one thing today, desire with all your heart to be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.